a tattoo artist would say would be very similar to someone who's maybe, you know, living in rural Minnesota, you know, making quilts. You know, everyone thinks everyone is so separate and segregated and it's, well, that's not really true. We have, we're all makers and we all are creative minds. And so we're able to connect, but we're almost not allowing ourselves to because of these like walls that are kind of up. Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 194th episode, I'm pleased to be joined once again by Dana Sikla, who is an artist and arts administrator of the 410 Project in Mankato, Minnesota. She's going to be talking today all about Project Bike, which is essentially a tour de force on bike, visiting artists from all throughout the state of Minnesota, sharing their work. And of course, we'll be talking about the documentary that they'll be producing, the show that's coming up in October, and of course, all sorts of information. So please stay tuned for that. You can find out more information by checking out Project Bike on Facebook and Instagram. And also you can go to the410project.com for more information. If you're here in Studio Break for the first time, I do want to remind you, Studio Break is a podcast and blog site. We feature a variety of different artists. They come on and share insight in their work in their own words. So you can definitely check out some of the archives by visiting studiobreak.com. Again, you'll see each of the posts have images of the work as well as links to the artist's websites for more information. So be sure to peruse there. You can also find us in iTunes, so please subscribe to the podcast there. We do have a Facebook page, so please be sure to check it out and like it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Studio Break, and of course, on Instagram at Studio underscore Break, so please do that. And with that out of the way, here is our interview with Dana Sikola. Stay tuned. Welcome to Studio Break. Dana Sikola, how are you this morning? I'm doing super awesome. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, you know, fighting the technology as we've been dealing with, but, um, uh, (laughs) and again, you're, you're up in uh, Mankato, Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mankato, Minnesota. I've been here since 2004, uh, kind of just progressing and working through the arts community here in Southern Minnesota. And it's kept me here for, for so many years and can't complain. And again, you you have a background as a, a fine artist and are practicing artist, but then you're also, you know, in in charge of the 410 project. So maybe yep. you could just maybe talk a little about. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I started. I moved to Mankato in 2004 to uh, pursue an undergraduate degree in uh, a bachelor's of fine arts with an emphasis in printmaking. Ended up receiving that. Went back and did my master's. Masters of Arts, also in printmaking, and then as well as nonprofit leadership. So kind of, I have a background in fine arts. I work a lot with printmaking, installation, sculptural work. And that's kind of one side of how I first started to get integrated within the arts community here in Minnesota is, is with being a visual artist. But then also the other side of it is that I'm an arts administrator. So I'm executive director of the 410 Project community art space that's also located in Mankato here. And we're a volunteer managed art space that's really about showcasing multiple forms of art, not just visual. You know, we we emphasize music and literary and dance and performance. So it's kind of all over the place. And so we 
we try our best to be a, an organization and a, and a community space that really opens our doors to experimentation with art and experimentation with display and uh, who and what makes an artist. So we're kind of all over the boats. So again, I'm a visual artist, but also working in administration realms as well. Well, and I'm just kind of curious, you know, how has that really, I guess, affected the way that you look at the arts? Because, you know, a lot of, you know, artists might either do something totally different to support themselves, but, you know, kind of diving into this world where you're, you know, presenting exhibitions, organizing events, and obviously the the Project Break we'll be talking about in Mm -hmm. detail, but... um, I don't know what. How has that relationship uh, enriched your studio practice? Because I would imagine, you know, just working with all these other people, it kind of mm-hmm. helps inform that. Oh, definitely. And I think I don't know. There's there's definitely pros and cons to it. I will say that sometimes I'm I overanalyze my own work a little bit too much because I'm thinking I'm not allowing myself to be as freewheeling in the studio. I feel as much anymore because I think I'm always thinking about the idea of my viewer the idea of display, how my work works within a space too. But definitely through uh, having kind of that mindset of administration as well as visual artists, you know, I'm always thinking about how can I sustain my work and sustain as an artist. So a lot of grant writing, but I also read a lot of grants because I I work with our state arts board. So it's kind of how can one thing, how can that knowledge help sustain the other? So it's a lot of back and forth. And truly, my visual practice does rely on my administration to sustain it and, and network. And so it's definitely everything goes really hand in hand. But again, a lot of pros and cons to, to both fields, you know, having to kind of work together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were just talking a little bit before this started a, a little bit about Project Bike and and how long that's been going on. So maybe we could start at the beginning and you could just kind of break down, you know, how this started and and what it's all about. Yep, completely. So again, I had mentioned I'm the executive director of the 410 Project. And so I think, oh man, if I had to guess, maybe around 2013, 2014, I was kind of in, you know, I just had come out of graduate school and was trying to kind of get my feet on the ground here with being a creative leader in Southern Minnesota. So I was really thinking about, okay, what can I do as a leader that are my strengths, but as well as going to set my organization apart from others, but really expand the network and the creative community here in Mankato outside of the borders of Mankato and, you know, into eastern and western and northern Minnesota to kind of just grow, again, all this networking. And so my two strengths at that time were, you know, dealing within the arts and working with artists hands-on. That's been a super passion of mine is you know, I hate to just sit in meetings all day. I really want to be working with artists and teaching and uh, kind of, I don't know, that face-to-face contact with creators. And so uh, arts-related projects, and then I'm also a cyclist, a bicyclist. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, how about a project where I, you know, bike around the state of Minnesota and, and I meet with artists in their studios or their homes or wherever they're making their work and, and just really kind of dive a little bit deeper into the who, what, why people make and create here, especially in this state, and really how they're doing it. Um, and then also, to kind of breaking down the stereotype of what makes an artist. You know, can a, you know, can a 10-year-old be considered mm-hmm. an artist? Can someone who doesn't have any academic education in the arts be considered a professional artist? So this project is really about uh, truly connecting with people in a very genuine, simplistic way 
Um, so it started kind of as this brainchild, didn't happen for a year or so. And then I ended up writing a grant to a regional arts council for this, for a project bike, uh, ended up receiving the grant. And then we, our first year that we did this project was in 2015. So this will be the fourth year of the project. And so project bike, I'll give you just kind of like a little bit of overview. So project bike is a state, a Minnesota statewide bicycle slash art tour where it's myself and I have a riding partner that comes along with me. And we, uh, just for some context of this year, where we uh, have selected 15 artists living in like super rural communities to the metro area. And then we bike to wherever they're living or making. They invite us into their studios and we, we sit down and we interview them and learn about their work. And again, what just really drives them to be making work, you know, for, for you know, two months, five years, 10 years, 40 years, 50 years, even sometimes. Uh, so we get to this like really personal point with these people, you know, we're in their living space. We don't really know them, but, but we, we pull up on bicycles and I don't know, it's just like an instant connection. We, and then we collect two to four pieces of artwork from the artists. And so the artwork ranges from, you know, painting, drawing, sculpture, glass blowing, graffiti artists. This year we have a tattoo artist ceramics so it's all over the board mm-hmm. for who who we meet with and then we collect two to four pieces of artwork it's all packaged up and tarped up and it's put on a trailer which is attached to the back of my bicycle and then it's ridden throughout the whole state and we meet with our 15 artists and then we come back here to Mankato and then also too when we're out on the tour and this year's tour is about four weeks long mm-hmm. it's pretty extensive uh, we have a film crew that comes with us, and they document the whole thing, so all the interviews, all the rioting, all the camping, and then it's turned into a short documentary that is premiered here in October. So we come back to Mankato with all the artwork. Usually it's like the trailer is stacked like crazy high, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just like insanely amazing, and it's super heavy. And then a month and a half later, we have a big exhibition at the 410 Project, which is the space I run of all the artwork collected, all the documentation and photographs, and then we also premiere the film as well. So it's definitely a lot of components to one thing, but every year it's been such a success, and we work with new people and new filmmakers each year. And, yep, so it's we're really excited for what we have planned for this, this coming uh, bike tour. Is there, like, a particular process that you use in terms of determining who you want to wind up, you know, featuring? Is it, like, people yep. that you meet along the way, or do they apply, or...? You know, like I said, we do pre-hand select the artists to, so we can have a general idea of, you know, where we're going and how long we're able to physically and mentally ride, which is a key factor. And so artists, they do apply to be a part of the project. So it's kind of a mix of people that apply, but also people that we, like, scout out as well because our goal is to showcase a wide range of artists so again different mediums people with different backgrounds different ages so we want to make sure we have a good mix so we're really representing the diversity of artists in this state and not just you know um one class or one group or or people working in just one discipline so it's there's a huge effort that goes into the selection of the artists for sure you know, there might be some sort of like stigma 
and I think you maybe kind of alluded to this before, like of like, oh, like rural Minnesota artists, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be painting on like barn doors and making quilts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it sounds like you're interested in exploring, you know, that big question of like what art can be and all the different facets of it. So could you maybe, I don't know, elaborate a little bit more, or maybe highlight yep. some of the differences? Because I'd imagine... You know, again, when you go from tattoo artist to glass blower to traditional painting, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. range, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I don't know. And I think it's really funny, too. So, again, we, we try and get that range. And I think sometimes people, you know, they might look at someone who's been making quilts for 20 years and they're like, well, that's just like a craft. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like, well, no, this is a form of artwork that takes extreme skill and talent and discipline. And this is just as important and as technical as someone who's creating a realistic rendering of a landscape. So we want to be able to lift maybe those arts processes that aren't really seen as necessarily fine art. You know, like some people wouldn't think tattooing is a form of fine art, you know, but it's, it's still the same idea as painting and drawing. So it's, again, kind of breaking down those stigmas a little bit, but then also the idea of kind of connecting people normally, you know, we go around and we talk to these people and it's really funny. We ask them, you know, like, why is what you do important to you or what motivates you or, or what would you tell your fellow artists for advice? And a lot of things that they say are very similar. So something a tattoo artist would say would be very similar to someone who's maybe, you know, living in rural Minnesota, you know, making quilts, you know, everyone thinks everyone is so separate and segregated and it's, well, that's not really true. We have, we're all makers and we all are creative minds. And so we sh- we're able to connect, but we're almost not allowing ourselves to because of these like walls that are kind of up. And so this project is to, okay, take those walls away, realize that we're all here for one purpose and that's to be creative people and, and grow these really powerful creative communities and so again with the project it's you know how do we how do we connect a 10 year old artist with again someone who's been making for 40 years mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of times that's not really an option but i think with the main mission of project bike really being about you know having that person-to-person contact to you know everything nowadays is so you know all through like social media. Like when I look at artwork, a lot of it's online or if someone applies for a show, like for, for the 410 project, you know, we look at their artwork online. Uh, we read a little bit about their statement, but we don't really get a true understanding of like where they're making it. Are they making this in their basement or a studio or in their one bedroom apartment or, you know, why are they making it? Like, why are they painting versus drawing or printmaking too? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we need to, take time to understand artists and the reason why they're making things. And it will, I think ultimately lets us as viewers and as communities appreciate it more when we can appreciate our artists, you know? And so this project that's, you know, we're giving the chance to highlight and we can only highlight so many each year, but hopefully again, that opens people's eyes up to why artists are so important in the state of, especially in the state of Minnesota, but again, uh, anywhere. Yeah, and I I think one of the things that's interesting about it is that we become so segregated into our own little tribes in terms of, you know, like, I I do this, I 
have some sort of predetermined idea about what other people do. So being able to kind of like visit and, you know, explore that interaction documented, I'm sure that's also something that's really nice because you, you know, learn a lot more, I think, in some of these longer, you know, interview formats or studio visits, kind of like you're you're describing. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. it's just something that's a lot different than just being like, I don't know anything about tattooing, but I have an opinion, you know? Yep. 100%. And, and two, it's like, we're going into people's, like their own personal space. It's not like, oh, they're bringing their artwork to us. And then we talk about it. So again, we're not just necessarily talking about, okay, these like two pieces here, we're talking about their identity as an artist and their identity within their work. So it can, it's, it's really powerful conversations we have with people, again, that we don't really know deeply. But again, it's kind of that that human contact, the idea of like majority of the times we're biking, especially this year, 50 to 60 miles a day. Mm-hmm. So you bike 50 miles to someone's studio, you know, way out in the middle of rural Minnesota. And it's just, I don't know, people, it's weird to say, but like people appreciate it. You know, as adults, we kind of lose that that idea of people being like, face-to-face, like, oh, I, I really appreciate your artwork, or I really love your artwork, you know, or I really love what you do. Like, as kids, you know, when a, a child makes a drawing, we're like, oh, my God, that's fabulous, that's amazing, you know, but as adults, we don't get that as much, too, you know, especially face-to-face, you know, a lot of, like, online, social media, oh, your, your work's great, or this or that, or through email, and so it's, I don't know, we want to be able to let artists know that they're appreciated, and their talents and their creativity is appreciated, for an example, this year we have an artist from Kasota, uh, Minnesota, which is not too far outside of Mankato, but it's very, very, very tiny town. And so he's a glass blower, and he's got this amazing glass blowing studio. Mm-hmm. And we had contacted him. And for an example, like I said, we had people that apply, but there's a lot of people that are doing amazing things out there, but they would never like sit down at a computer and apply for a project or an exhibition. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not what they do. I had seen his work, and so I had contacted him. And this guy has been making work since the 70s and just crazy talented. And I said, oh, I think you'd be great for this project. I'd really love to get to know more about your work and why and, and all that and visit your studio. And he at first was like, well, I don't know if I'm if I'm the artist you're looking for. I don't have, like, an educational background. Mm-hmm. Like, he was concerned he wasn't good enough for the project and it was kind of, you know, I was like, well, no, that's not true at all. Like, obviously, you've been making work for years and years, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, you know, let's go into your studio and talk about why you should be appreciated and why you should feel confident about where you're at as an artist and as a maker and as a person. And so, again, so appreciation for the project, appreciation for the artist, artists within the state. So, again, there's so many I don't know, really important small and big factors uh, that happen within the bike tour. So, And are there any, any particular artists that maybe you'd want to highlight in the, in the coming season or people that you're particularly interested in, in seeing what their, what their studio space is going to be like? I don't know. There's a, a pretty wide range. So we haven't announced all of our artists. So if anyone, I'll just say this right now, I'll probably say it at the end too. If anyone's interested in, and following the tour, the tour takes off in the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's coming up really fast here. But they can go on Facebook or Instagram, find Project Bike, 
and they can follow our, our daily updates, which will be happening. They're, well, they're already happening, but they'll be happening pretty soon here every day once we start touring. Mm-hmm. So definitely find us on Facebook and Instagram, or the people can go to the 410 Project website, 410project.com, and also watch all of our previous videos and documentaries and all that super fun stuff just to give some context to the project. But this year, um, we're really excited. So normally, we just focus on southern and central Minnesota just because, you know, two weeks of touring, there's only so much weight a human being can carry on their bicycle so many days in a row, and you start to just get really tired and and mentally worn down. But this year, we really kind of wanted to just push a little bit further. And so we will be in southern and central Minnesota in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of June here, we're going to be up in the Fergus Falls, Moorhead mm-hmm. area of Minnesota. So we're going to be starting in Fergus Falls. We're working with an amazing ceramic artist who's out of there who does like these portrait engravings mm-hmm. on ceramic mugs. Super talented young guy. And then, But then we'll be up in Moorhead. And we have artist Chris Walla. He teaches sculpture at Moorhead State, University of Minnesota, Moorhead. And so he makes these fantastic sculptural pieces, and they're huge. And he at least has agreed to configure some work that's a little bit smaller that can be packed up to be on the back of a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Too. So, again, we have people that are working the educational background, people that are self-taught, and then we'll be coming around to into Detroit Lakes area for uh, to a designer and kind of back down to Fergus Falls uh, for some other other artists. But then, um, like I said, we have Mark the glass floor in Casota. We have Amy Testani. She's a pretty hotshot sculptor in Minneapolis that we'll be visiting as well. We're going up to Franconia Sculpture Garden, which is one of the biggest sculpture gardens or sculpture parks in Minnesota here, up by Taylor's Falls. So we're going to be riding around through the sculptures, and we'll be interviewing one of their artists in residence as well. So someone who's in a studio that they're not normally used to working in mm-hmm. as well. And that artist is an installation and sculptural artist, so we'll be um, carrying more installation-based work that has to be then displayed and set up within the gallery or to fit the gallery once it comes back to to Mankato. So again, we'll be having that list online here pretty soon, but it's a definitely, it's a, it's a wide range and really pushing this year again, you're not just drawing, not just painting, not just printmaking, but expanding again, those viewpoints on, on our, in Minneapolis, we have a public artist too, graffiti artist that's going to be doing some smaller pieces for us. And yeah, so we're just really excited for the lineup we have um, coming this year for sure. And you were talking a little bit earlier that this is all going to be then kind of like premiered in October as like a, a film or a series of films. Yep. Does that also coincide with the exhibition of the work? Yep. So on October 5th, here in Mankato, that's a Friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m., we have an exhibition at the 410 of all of the artwork collected. And so this year we're estimating about 30 pieces of artwork will be collected through the whole tour. And this year, we also have a photographer that's coming with us. So in the exhibition, along with the artist's works, we'll have photographs of the artists in their studios, uh, the process of them working. So people, when they come into the exhibition, they'll be able to see, you know, what is like the space that the artists are making these things in. You know, and a lot of times it's like last year we had someone, you know, who was in a super tiny apartment making work on a floor. We had people in huge warehouses that were making work. So again, giving more context to the artists in their space, and then what is the outcome of what's being made in that space? Is this artwork that's hung on the wall? 
Um, so we'll have all that up, which is a crazy amount of work. So we're super excited about that. And then that night as well, we will premiere the film that was created. And just, like I said, super short amount of time, a month and a half. And it'll be around 35, 40 minutes long. Pretty crunch time, but it's great to be able to come in. You get to watch the film. We show it outside of the 410 in our back parking lot. So it's just uh, super community-driven. And then people get to see the artwork in or, or visit with the artist. The artist usually comes to the uh, opening reception, too. So, again, just this huge networking. Uh, people coming from all over the state to be a part of uh, the reception. So it's just a, a great great night for arts and culture in the state. And so we'll, we'll be doing that October 5th. But then also this year, October 20th, at the very end of the month, we'll be having a one-night showing of all the artwork. So we're going to take all the artwork and the film up to Minneapolis, mm -hmm. Minnesota, and we'll be having a one-night showing of all the work in the film at the Hennepin Theater Trust from 7 to 9 p.m. And so Hennepin Theater Trust is the organization that runs all of the, the theaters on Hennepin Ave, so the Orpheum, State Theater, all those big places. So they've opened their doors to us to you know host us in their event space right on Hennepin Ave to host Project Bike. So we're, we're super excited, again, to be able to expand and and showcase the film in a different type of space. Well, and obviously people should be, you know, following following these feeds to kind of keep seeing these daily updates and, and studio visits and, you know, how sweaty everyone is when they're yeah. <laughs> biking all these miles. We'll be highlighting all the artists too, but we're also, you know, we're going to be talking about um, our biking conditions, you know, what supplies are we using, you know, what, what trails, what roads. So again, we're kind of working with our bicycle community as well in here, as well as uh, our arts community here in Minnesota. And I'm curious then too, you know, in, in terms of the, the local, you know, Mankato art scene then, you know, again, we've talked about this in the past a little bit just because you've been, you know, working at the 410 for a while and, mm -hmm. you know, building all these, um, you know, various shows and workshops and all this other stuff. How has it kind of affected the the community there? Because I would imagine by now there's, you know, more momentum and more momentum each time that you do, you know, especially one of these uh, Project Bike events. I would mm -hmm. imagine, you know, people are really excited to see all this every every year. Yeah, it's been really exciting because the first year or two, it was really me kind of just like begging people <laughs> to be part of the project. And uh or to like, oh, make sure you come, or this or that, you know, as in anything that you start from, uh, like, nothing. So it's been great, especially this year, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm out in the community a lot, is having people, like, this first thing they ask me, like, oh, when are you leaving on Project Bike, or who are your artists, or where are you going? Like, like people are invested in this project now, and people follow the whole time. And there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's no, like, sugar coating anything you know it's like yeah we're at day 10 and you know we're starting to get tired and people are like oh do you need anything do you need help so it's like i don't know again it's people that aren't even necessarily would consider themselves like oh a creative mind or creative person they still get invested in the trip because it's the trip is i, I think just extremely authentic too and we're putting ourselves out there and we're testing ourselves kyle and i physically and mentally to really you know progress Mankato and not just 410, but progress Mankato and really showcasing what type of projects, uh, can come out of, you know, a smaller city and definitely out of a smaller organization too. And I think as well, like with project bike, we, you know, we do pay our filmmaker and a photographer cause that's super important to us. 
Um, but this is a, you know, a volunteer project. Like Kyle and I volunteer our time. All these artists volunteer their time and their work as well to this project. So it's definitely, you know, how can you uh, do a project that affects people throughout the whole state of Minnesota on like no money at all? Because we're just on our bikes pedaling every day. So it's all about like self-motivation and I don't know, just the drive, like the pure drive. And I think people can see that and understand it too. So I think you don't just have to be a, an artist or someone that works for an arts organization to really have a deep connection to what the, the mission of the project for sure. And like I said, artists are connecting too, you know, and we had one year, we had an artist who was kind of, you know, a little bit more in the rural area. And I had found him through like a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, oh, this guy is amazing. He does like glass engraving and he was a contractor by day, mm-hmm. but he has glass engraving at night and amazing guy. He built a studio in his barn, just totally, I don't know, mind blowing. And so he had uh, come in to the opening and this is, you know, very small town, you know, guy just, just, I don't know, incredible. And, and he comes in and all these people are like, Hey, we saw your work online and on the Facebook and it's just amazing. And he was just like, Oh my God, people know who I am. Then he came that next year to the reception that we had and, and people like, he was just like talking to other artists and, and he says, you know, he's like, I would have never gotten actually connected to an arts community of people if he wasn't in one of the years of project bike, you know, he's, he's making his work. He does commissions and all this stuff, but never really communicates with other people that make, you know, until this. And so it was just like, I don't know, that right there is just, I think, so telling, you know, and it's motivated him to make things for himself and not just for other people as well. So I don't know, it's just been, I don't know, a great experience in, you know, especially for Kyle and myself and our filmmakers, we meet so many amazing people. And, you know, I'm grateful that we get to do this each year, even though I keep telling myself I can't believe I'm doing this (laughs) each year. But, you know, it usually gets to about January, February, and people are like, oh, you're doing the bike tour again this year? Are you doing the bike tour again this year? And so I said, let's just go super hardcore. We're doing 900 miles this year in three and a half weeks or so. And, and yeah. Are there ways that people can kind of help support the project? Obviously, you know, you're expecting everybody, you know, should be out there following it and seeing the live updates and getting all excited about that. But are there other ways that people can support uh, Project Bike and the 410? Yep, 100%. And so, again, like I said, a lot of this is, is volunteer. But like I say, we do pay our filmmaker and photographer because they're they're artists in their own right, and they're just as important as the artists we're meeting, you know, on tour and, and throughout the whole project as well. Uh, so if people are interested in donating, so this year we're doing 900 miles. So if people, if you donate $12, you're sponsoring one mile of this year's tour. And if you donate $12, we'll even give you a shout-out while we're on tour saying, oh, this is so-and-so's mile or two miles and kind of give an update of where we're at or what trail we're on or what town we're going to and things like that. And so if people are interested in donating funds, they can do that through PayPal, through the 410 Project. Uh, They can go to our website. Or we do have, Project Bike does have a givemn.org page. They can go on there as well and donate the 12 uh, dollars or as much amount. But like I said, even if it's, you know, a couple bucks, $5, $10, that still goes to supporting our filmmaker and photographer. And, and again, the keeping the project 
successful in sustaining. But again, we also really truly uh, love the support from our followers. So going again, go on Facebook, Instagram, find Project Bike, and uh, also help sharing it if you know someone who might be interested in the project or just learning more. Uh, again, just connecting those notes for sure. Yeah, excellent. Is there anything else that we should know about that we haven't covered? Or You know, it's really important, especially for me this year, as kind of the leader of this project, is, is really, again, expanding the outreach and the awareness. People not just in Minnesota should be knowing about this project. You know, Minnesota, you know, is the best state to live, you know, has the most funding for arts and artists mm-hmm. um, out of any state because of our legacy amendment. And so I think a lot of people don't know, maybe don't know that information or know why arts and artists are so important to the chemistry of our communities. So we like to use this project that's, you know, super fun. Uh, I hope it's super creative to, again, understanding the importance of advocating for, for arts and culture in our, in our areas. Well, I'm sure everybody's excited to be a part of it and certainly appreciates the, the attention and support and, you know, that continued conversation that we've been talking about, you know, which, again, is just so much better than uh, <laughs> people commenting on uh, Facebook threads or, you know, yep. kind of living, living inside, as it were, and not, not seeing art or visiting it or, you know, kind of seeing those kinds of experiences. So again, I I just want to thank you for, for participating and, you know, very excited to see how everything develops uh, and, you know, watch it on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yep, definitely. So again, we leave here in about a week or so uh, and we'll start up North. Like I said, Fergus Falls, Moorhead, uh, Detroit Lakes area. So this year it's really exciting. We're hitting both ends of the state, the west and east side of the state. Um, so again, just seeing the different types of landscapes and again, meeting different people. All by bicycle. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again and uh, great talking to you this morning. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks once again to Dana for joining me. You want to check out the410project.com. Again, it has all sorts of information, so you can follow along with Project Bike. Again, the Northern Tour runs through July 7th, and they'll be touring the Central and Southern areas July 16th through 27th. Of course, if you want to help, you can always make a contribution. Once again, you can find a donate page on the410project.com, so please be sure to do that and help support Dana and this talented crew that is documenting all of these artists throughout the state of Minnesota. Super easy to contribute, so please make a donation. This year's film premiere Project Bike will be October 5th from 7 to 9 p.m., but you can also check out some of the previous entries under the videos slash donate tab on the410project.com. So go there right now and check it out. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would encourage you to visit studiobreak.com. Check out some of the artist interviews that we've had. Again, each of our artists feature images of their work as well as links to their websites you can listen right there on studiobreak.com or just click that itunes link and subscribe to the podcast so you can check out all of the other interviews that we've had and we hope that you do as always the best way for new listeners to find out about studio break is through you so please help share and spread the word via social media of course we have a facebook page so please like it you can find us on twitter at studio break and of course on instagram at studio underscore break So please follow us in those places. 
Thanks once again to Skylar Mail, who provides the music to Studio Break. You can check out his artwork by visiting SkylarMail.net, so please check his work out. And, of course, if you'd like to see some of my work, please visit DavidLinaway.com to see some of the paintings. And, of course, you can find me on Facebook and follow me via Twitter and Instagram at DavidLinaway. And, of course, it's always great to hear from listeners, so be sure to say hello. And with that out of the way, hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We'll talk to you real soon. 